This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Tig. Yeah. Have we talked about that? Our horn? Yeah. No, we have. Oh, we have talked about having your horn versus my horn? In what regard i don't know but let's do it right now okay so if you're listening out there and you like one or the other you can write us let us know vote for your favorite horn noise <laughs> as you can tell this is an episode it's very important and serious and yeah. you're going to learn a lot did we of get stuff? into a lot of stuff <laughs> we got in we got into some stuff yeah. about street art, mm-hmm. about uh, Disneyland security. Oh, man. Tough stuff. Tightness. Yeah. Watch it. When you were at Disneyland, mm-hmm. behave yourself. All right. Shall we just get right into it? We should. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Exit Through the Gift Shop. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Okay. Hey, hey girl, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I quarantined after New Orleans, and then I'm back home with my family. Are you still quarantining? I haven't started, but I'm about to. Okay. I'm just sitting in my closet right now, but I, I'm going to move out of my house <laughs> on fr- uh, on Sunday to uh film something something that I can't tell you yet cuz they haven't announced it but it, they've got to announce it soon I think cuz we're going to start shooting it but it's very exciting do I know did you tell me yes oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was so exciting you forgot Oh, I remember what it is. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's exciting. Yes, it is very exciting. And it's uh, something different. It's going to be a different character for me. Oh, are you going to put like uh, rotten teeth? Yeah, mustache, (laughs) rotten teeth, and the wig. I've gained 20 pounds for the. No, I know. I can see. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) What? Um, I was going to say, what have you been eating? But then it's like, what haven't you been eating? Haven't you been? Good night, everybody. Oh, where are you Um, going? Are you tired? Tig, I think we should get started on this. We're just like. I mean, people have tuned in. <laughs> people tune in. Yes, on AM radio. <laughs> they have their their rabbit ears out in yeah. the tinfoil, and they're trying to uh, connect it. Uh huh. You want me to tell you what we're talking about today? I already know. Well, I'll tell the the people. 
Okay. Um, today, you guys, we are talking about Exit Through the Gift Shop, mm-hmm. which is a 2010 British documentary directed by the street artist known as Banksy. It features the story of filmmaker and artist Terry Guetta. <laughs> Guetta? Guetta. Guetta. Also known as Mr. Brainwash, as Terry chronicles the emerging street art movement of the mid-2000s. Exit Through the Gift Shop premiered at Sundance and was nominated for an Oscar for Best Documentary. It's available to watch for free on YouTube. Okay, I have something very, Uh-oh. very embarrassing yes. to admit to you right out of the gate. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I caught that Banksy directed this. Oh my God. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did not. I tuned in. I tuned in. How you don't, did I not know that until this moment? Right. Until you read it. Here's the thing is I've heard about this yeah. documentary forever. And so many yeah. people are like, this is my favorite documentary. I got. I love this documentary. Right. You have to see. Right. And, I knew Banksy had something to do with it, right? But I thought it was about him. <laughs> I didn't I, realize he directed. Did you oh, think actually? Well, I guess in the well in the film, at some point, he does say, "I directed this film." <laughs> yeah. Well, he said, "If that guy can do it." I decided I couldn't probably do it. I don't know anything about making a film, but I was thinking maybe he was like a producer and just helped somebody. Hmm put it together but this is this makes more sense (laughs) it does but i have to say all these years i thought this was a documentary about banksy like that we not that we were going to see what his face looked like uh even though i have googled and there's a couple of pictures which is a funny it's a funny thing because if you don't know what Banksy looks like, then how do you know you're looking at a picture of Banksy? <laughs> right. You can't, how do you know it's not it's, somebody's yeah, uncle? That's yeah. just like, here, put this hoodie on and I'm going to take a picture. I have to say, I was watching this movie with this feeling of waiting for it to get to the Banksy story. <laughs> and I was like, can we move past this <laughs> lunatic? <laughs> Well, we need to tell people. Okay. Let's just t- let's just tell All people right. what uh, it's. Yeah. So this documentary is mostly about this guy Terry. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the way you pronounce it, it's it's slightly confusing because it's spelled T H I E R R Y. Well, he's French, so it seems like it would be Thierry. <laughs> but anyway, it's t- Terry. Don't you think that's how they say it, Terry? Uh, you know, I have to be honest. Please, Terry doesn't seem very French to me, that name. No. It feels like, hey, Terry, you know, like. <laughs> feel like. Yeah. Like, just like Texas. Yeah. Come here, hey, Terry. Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey. Hey, Terry. Um, so, so this documentary, it it's really about this guy, Terry, who he loves. Once again, we've encountered somebody who loves taking videos and footage Mm. he loves footage of everything and you find out that was it his mom who died and he yes yes his mother died he was playing at school and that was a weird moment where he said somebody came up uh to the fence and said ground and said your mom died and like he left and then left made fun made fun of him and he didn't know his mother was dead yet yeah that was a weird moment and like how did this kid or person no. no, that his that Terry's mom had died, and why would that be a funny joke? It's not. Let the record show it's not. Yeah. So because he lost his mom, and he felt like, oh, life is short and precious, and how do we know when the last moment is that we're going to see this person? So he started videotaping everything. He got married. He had kids. He's videotaping, videotaping, and then um, he was living in L.A. He owned a trendy vintage clothing shop. Uh-huh. They never said it, did they? The clothing? They never said the name of it. Yeah, did they? I wasn't listening for it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, girl. Oh, girl, hold on. Shh. What is the name of this? Yeah, I thought it was like he was just in a in a warehouse with old T-shirts. No, because remember, he was. he said that he would get, you know, a pair of pants that he found for $20 and then he'd sell them for $400 and tell people they were really special and people were like, great, we love them, we'll pay $400. No, I heard that, but I thought I saw him crouch down in a warehouse 
yeah, digging through t-shirts and also why is everyone believing this guy terry who doesn't oh. look trustworthy <laughs> just so you know terry has like was it like a handlebar mustache and like what those chops have? those big chops like it's sort of a porn look from the 70s so terry took a trip to france with his cousin yeah who was creating space invader graffiti uh-huh so this is 1999 and so it was it was cool. He was doing these tiles, these mosaics. It looked of, like, yeah, the little space invaders and like gluing them to walls and yeah. bridges and, and yeah, and Terry tunnels was and video benches. Mm-hmm, videotaping this and um <laughs> Terry just became very passionate about it. Uh-huh. He thought it was the coolest thing. And then he goes back to L.A. and was like, wow, really interested in street art. Yeah. (laughs) Interested in street art. And um, I don't know, from there, could you ever get a feel for Terry's line of work? I guess it was just the vintage markup. Yeah. And would you buy something for $400 just because some man that looks like Ron Jeremy (laughs) said these are very special jeans? I wouldn't. I I I like to think I wouldn't. But you know, people with accents, people love people with accents because it feels like, oh, they must know something I don't know. Is that how you feel? No. <laughs> like European accents, you feel like, oh, they must know like what's what's no. happening in oh France or no, Italy. I mean, I'm sure they know, if they live there. I'm sure they know what's happening there to some degree. But I don't like put them above me or, or people around me because they... Because they have a, an accent and have lived in a different circle. Than clearly you, you do. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you, are you very taken by um, people with accents or like mm-hmm. men? Like if you were... Because mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it seems like... It's romantic, isn't it? It's like, whoa. I don't know. Where are you from? And what do you what have you seen with your eyeballs? The Eiffel Tower. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. I'm about to do a movie where I think I have to do uh, a French accent. Oh <gasps> are you serious? <laughs> yes, girl, yes. How are you gonna do, do that? that? Why do you have no faith? I really don't. I can't even imagine <laughs> Let me hear you yours. doing a. I felt it. Wait. Aside <laughs> from that, say uh, how are you going to? How are you going to? How are you going? I'm better at Italian. Oh, let's hear that. Well, I don't know if I can switch over because uh, now my mind's, my here, mind's in here. Here, maybe this will help. Meatball. Okay. Um, how do you say, uh, <laughs> meatball? How, let's hear your French. Oui, oui. No. Eiffel Tower. Oui, oui. I hope that whatever Je m'appelle. Whatever you're shooting, it's about the Eiffel Tower. Uh, I hope it's about, yes, yes, the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) What is your name? Uh, Eiffel Tower? Je m'appelle... Je m'appelle... Tig. Uh, je m'appelle Tig. Yes, no? Uh, Tig. Oui, oui, Eiffel Tower. Uh, Um, So listen, so... Uh, back to Terry. So Terry and... Uh, 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 Terry? Uh, <laughs> Perry. Oh, I go Uh-oh. to Perry. Uh, oh, uh, yes, that yes. Wee wee, nice. oui, oui, Terry. Oh. <laughs> You're going to be a very enthusiastic uh, French I don't know what to person. do. I got this job without... Um, they without ask, them hearing, yeah, hearing it? Yeah. Oh, boy. I, that's what I'm saying. That is on them. That is on them. Um, because do you, like, go through line by line and I would, here's what I would think you would do. Okay. You would find a French person yeah. to record your lines. Okay. Oh. But 
preferably an actor. I would actor. have you. Yeah, I'll have you. <laughs> you could have, I will be happy to record your lines to tell you how to... Oh, I actually, I know a French person very, very well. Very, very well. You sounded like... Um, what is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, like Steve Martin. Yeah. A wild and a crazy guy. <laughs> they, that, because they were, and by the way, uh -huh. they were from a different country. You know what? Let's give our listeners a break and then <laughs> we will come back. And talk about the film. Yeah. So we we, uh, we, oui, oui. talk about the film. Cinema. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So, shall we talk about Wait, street art? We have what? to get back into the show. Oh, uh, yeah. We're t hey, everybody. Welcome back. Let's talk about the penguins. <laughs> that was last time. <laughs> that was last time. So, just for you guys to know this, if you haven't seen the film, this guy, Banksy, was a very famous street artist. Still is. Yeah, still is. Yeah. And he... Guy's alive. Part of his uh, mystery and mystique is that you never see his face. So even in this documentary, you you see him, you hear him, but his voice is distorted, and his face is shadowed out. Or he's wearing a black mask over his No, head. it's shadowed out. And it makes okay. even more sense now that he directed it, because it's like, who is he going to let film him right, right film in the him. face it's like of course he directed but i mean he let Although, that guy that film said terry all right you want to hear banksy talk about terry yes but okay. no like i <laughs> hate when they do those sound effects over voices i hate it's it. hard to even understand what he's saying because he has it so um all right this anyway this is banksy talking about terry we we I guess Terry was in the right place at the right time, really. I mean, the thing is that most normal art is built to last, like, hundreds of years. It's cast in bronze or it's oil on canvas, but street art has a short lifespan, so it needed documenting. You know, we all needed someone who knew how to use a camera. Even though I can't see Banksy, I like how he moves his body. Oh, I know. He's sexy. Yeah. Oh. Don't you think? I mean, let's hold that to the end. But I, <laughs> okay, yeah. I like oh, right, the way right. he yeah. moves. Even though There's... you can only see him in the dark, I like right. the way he moves. It's like a shadowy figure. Yeah, but and... the way he like adjusts his body and yeah. he uses his hands. He's comfortable with the universe, yeah. it seems like. Sure. So Terry starts, Terry gets is, is madly in love with street art now. Mm. He comes back to L.A. and he's he meets up with Shepard Fairey, uh -huh. who would become famous for that Obama poster that says you hope. know the hope mm -hmm. yeah so Shepard Ferry when he was coming on the scene mm. I don't know what people say 
When he was coming up on the scene. When he, or just like when he was coming up. Here's the thing that mm-hmm. I don't understand about street art. Let me explain. How are these people paying? How do they make a living? How are they paying their rent? If I said I'm a street artist and... I wish you were. <laughs> and so at night, in the middle of the night, I'm going to go out to all these streets and I'm going to put up posters and artwork. But I'm not going to tell anybody it was me. Okay. Like, how do you pay your rent? Well, I'm sure there's different things where some people have day jobs. Maybe some people are independently wealthy and they just go oh. spray paint things. Are you artistic? Uh, not at all. Okay. Are you? I mean, a little bit. I, you know, I'm. Is there anything you can't do, Tig? Not really. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm sort of good at everything now that I think about it. No, my mother was an artist and my grandmother was an artist. Oh. And like really, oh. really great artist. Oh, so it's in your blood. Yes. But okay. yeah. when I say I'm kind of good, I think I identified as an artist because I was just around artists. Yeah. And I love to draw, but (laughs) I think there's a lot of people that love to draw and think they're artists. Yeah. And they, they, it takes them a long time to let go of that. It's like like, musicians. Yeah. Singers. Singer. A lot of people, you hold on to this thing. Maybe if I practiced and really like, you know, worked at it in the way that my mother and my grandmother were like painters and right. they were just they studied their craft yeah they, they worked they practiced and worked yeah. and then maybe i would be better but um i was ultimately just like a kid that was pretty good at drawing and um i just didn't put time and effort into it okay thanks for telling us um sure so he meets up but so terry meets up with shepherd fairy and says i would like to start filming you I'm going to follow you around. I'm going to follow you to the tops of these buildings. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to film you everywhere you go. Your artwork. Everywhere you everywhere go. Everywhere you and, go. And not only that, Shepherd, but I will help you. If you need someone to hold the ladder, I'll hold the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, you can trust me. Yep. And um and so Shepherd did trust him and was like, "Okay, I guess this guy is trustworthy and he's helpful and it's kind of cool that he's documenting all of this because because the great thing about Terry was, you know, these artists, when they put up their work, then they had to scatter. Mm-hmm. But Terry could stay behind and film people's reactions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people, the artists got to see that, which is, I would imagine, very satisfying. Terry had so much footage that I have to say it gave me a lot of anxiety yeah stress i was like i i, I was oh, thinking the same thing it's like, I, I mean imagine having a warehouse full of unwatched video of like like a ceiling fan or <laughs> you know a water hose it could be anything and so and he had no intention of doing, of anything, doing anything with it he was just ever filming everything but he said it it came from losing his mother right right but you would think that he would go back and watch it then but listen i'm not judging whatever you want to do with it i feel so, like you're judging so the thing is that he you're judging now terry is so excited about the street art and the one person he really wants to meet is banksy of course Where's banksy banksy's in london I know you like accents, but what yeah. if the person had an accent and a voice like Banksy's in this movie? Would that be fine? By the way, Banksy does have an accent. I know he does. I'm saying... Like in real life, if, if it was just like, hello, Gunga. Yeah, yeah. I'd be okay with it. That's what right. it feels like right now, especially with that body movement Banksy has. Are you kidding hello, me? Hello, okay with the universe. <laughs> so Terry meets Banksy. Banksy and Terry's like, I really want to film you. Mm-hmm. And Banksy said, it's not really what I do. I don't. Why do you want to film me? Oh, I'm making a documentary about street art. I'm still surprised Banksy. Again. Said yes, I know. Not just said yes, but why did he trust this guy? I don't know. What is it with I this man? <laughs> I don't know. He's like an oddball. It's hey, like you're, Terry, you, hey. need, you need somebody to house it for you. Okay. Call well, Terry. I, I, just, I just looked up this company online and, 
Oh, Ron Jeremy is here to house it. <laughs> With a hat on. Yeah. And a video camera. Yeah. I don't know, but but everyone trusted him. Everybody trusted him and um and Banksy, you know, took a liking to him. Seems like it. I mean, he made a movie about him. Well, yeah. <laughs> so in this film, Banksy wants to do a real um uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, when something's, people are like, uh, uh, upset about it and uh, controversial. Oh, he boy. wants to make, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to do, um, an installation at Disneyland. You should have done that with like a French accent. Like, oh, how do you say, how would you even say that? In, I don't know. With a French accent. Okay. So he wants to do a Guantanamo Bay piece mm. at Disneyland. Yeah. So Banksy and Terry go to Disneyland. Banksy puts his, like a blow-up doll in his backpack that he di- then blows it up. At Disneyland. Yeah, at like Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. And then walks away and Terry is filming. And then Terry gets detained by the Disneyland The Disney cops. <laughs> Can you think of anything scarier? I love how he's detained. I mean, it's like legally they can detain you, the Disney cops? Uh, it's a good question. Thank you. I mean, huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's private property. Okay, but you can detain somebody? Uh, that would be kidnapping. Is it a citizen's arrest? It did seem like Terry. What is a citizen's out- arrest? Well, I don't know. I've never like, understood You see those. somebody breaking the law and you go up to him and go, hey, put your hands behind your back. I'm making a citizen's arrest. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it what? This seems- person is rebellious this- enough to break in somewhere and they're going to listen to. <laughs> another citizen. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, and and I love I see that. what you're doing. I love that um, everybody knows that they have to announce I'm making a citizen's arrest. <laughs> I wonder how many citizens' arrests actually happen. Like, what and are successful? Way, yeah. What do you do? Because what are you supposed to do? Have handcuffs? How, how do you is even it arrest? any different than hey, come here? <laughs> you know, right? Then hey, yeah, hey, come here. What you're doing is wrong. Yeah, sir. I'm ca- stand right here with me, and I'm calling the police. <laughs> Do, Do not, not leave. Move. Yeah. You are going to stay right I, here. You are in the middle of a citizen's arrest. You know what you did, and it was <laughs> wrong. Okay, now stay right here. I'm going to go inside and get my telephone. <laughs> I'm getting them on the line. You stay right there. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how that works. But uh, I would be, I'm interested. Could, Maybe there's a documentary about citizen's arrest. Or we could just look it up. <laughs> no. No, please. Okay. That is too ridiculous. Oh, no. All right, take. we need to take a quick break. <laughs> we need to give you, we need to give everyone a quick break. We need break. to give, and then we're going to tell you what happened with the drama mm-hmm. and saga at Disneyland with Banksy and Terry. We'll be right back. We'll be, we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Citizens arrest. Okay, hi. Welcome back. Hi, girl. So, long story short. Here come the beans. 
Terry, Terry outsmarted the Disneyland everyone security. It sounds Which, like uh, that's got to be hard to outsmart <laughs> the Disney security. I guess he put the video. They never asked to watch the video, footage. right? Not until like four hours in or something. Right. This is what it seemed like. This if I had my four back hours. Hey, folks, you're in trouble. <laughs> At first, when Terry was telling the story, I thought he was saying he deleted it. And then as I listened, it sounds like he said he put the little tape in his sock. Do you remember what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so he didn't have the footage and they couldn't, they couldn't hold him for anything because he was like, I was just there and I was taking pictures of my friends. And they couldn't hold him because they were the Mickey Mouse police. Yeah, mostly because. Mostly I mean, because but, of that. But by the way, I bet they're like no joke. Why? At Disney World. Because it's such a, um, it, it could, things could go off track very quickly, I would think. Like if there was a suspicious character, I think. And I say character, and it makes you think of Mickey Mouse. But I'm talking about people. But if there was somebody suspicious, I think the Disneyland police would be on them and get them to their underground okay. holding spot before anything bad happened. They'd whisk them away on... Um, on a tram. On a tram. <laughs> <laughs> on, like... on Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> or on what is that the caribbean oh pirates of the caribbean Pi that's it <laughs> or on the uh, teacups oh the teacups okay so anyway banksy was impressed that terry did not buckle mm -hmm. he would, took the rap mm -hmm. so banksy was like okay this guy is you know there's something cool going on with this guy and then Banksy does a show in LA called Barely Legal mm -hmm. and that was kind of yeah what were your thoughts on that well it sounds like child pornography well it does it's a weird thing to call it uh but <laughs> and it and it wasn't but it right. it did it ruffled a lot of feathers because there was a live elephant yeah. in the room well Banksy wanted to say let's talk about the elephant in the room no I get that it. was you painted to, to match the yeah, wallpaper. You think I didn't understand that? <laughs> I just wanted to let you know in case you didn't get it. But even though the elephant matched the wallpaper, everyone still knew there was an elephant. Well, and it's and it's not very nice to paint an no. elephant. Or make the elephant get into a little studio in Skid Row. Mm -mm. So at this point, at this point, Terry says, hey, why don't I just do this? <laughs> I can make my own street art. Right. And Banksy was like, where is this film that you've been working on? Mm -hmm. I would like to see the film. So uh, Terry puts the film together and Banksy was like, oh my God, that is an hour and a half of terror. <laughs> but it also felt like when I was seeing the clips, it felt like, of course, that's what <laughs> why, why did we think it was going to be anything other than like short clips of images set to music and to his credit terry did say the way he cut the film together was he would close his eyes and put his hand into a a big basket of videotapes and whatever he pulled out that's what was going to go in next yeah <laughs> i mean well, we should hear Terry. We should hear Terry. We we. So here's a little bit of Terry, just so you can get an idea of what he sounds like. Okay. Yes. In the beginning, you like thinking like the guy's gonna film me one time, two times, three times, five times, ten times, twelve times. Twelve times. After a while, it's it. like, what you gonna do? Because uh, usually people film a day, two days, three days, and they make something out of it. But I kept filming, so it's like, what you gonna do? And I said, I'm gonna make a a street art documentary, you know. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I mean, you're, the question that you're asking is a good one. Why would talking to Terry make you feel like, oh yeah, yeah, 
This guy knows what uh-huh. he's doing. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And what do you think it was? Um, I mean, he he's very, um, he's got a lot going on, and he's a real busybody. He's he's knowledgeable about yeah. He's got a lot of ideas and passionate. And very passionate. I mean, passionate about something can get you pretty far. Yeah. And if you're vocal about it and you're enthusiastic about it, people appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Banksy is now like, what the fucker balls mm-hmm. is this guy been doing for years? Yeah. And why did he even film this? Right. And so he says to Terry, can I get the footage? Can I just get this footage? Uh-huh. And why don't you do your own art? Yeah. If you like it so much. So then Terry decides that he's going to come up. Because these other street artists like Shepard Ferry and like Banksy, a lot of times they have something to say. Like about humanity, politics. Um, Culture culture they're saying something they have a message so terry says okay i'm gonna call myself mr brainwash (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love how everybody has some weird name but shepherd fairy didn't even though it's not like a completely normal name yeah but But he um, didn't have a yeah he didn't he was how do we know how do we know banksy's name isn't his first name isn't banksy or his last name isn't banksy we don't even know what the guy looks like we just know that he feels comfortable in the universe, the way he sits. Yeah, the way he moves. So Mr. Brainwash, he decides, I mean, it's pretty incredible, too. He hires people. He takes out a loan against his house. Uh-huh. He goes to the CBS studios. He hires a staff. He hires, I mean, in L.A., we he have like big. the... The best of the best here, right? So he hired these people that were... We also have the worst of the worst. Well, let's focus on the best of the best. And like great artists, like Mm -hmm. these guys who make props for films and said, hey, can I want you to make a giant spray paint can. Yeah. And the guy did. And it looked beautiful and amazing and um, became Mr. Brainwash's (laughs) sort of symbol. And he put tomato... What did he say? Tomato spray. Yeah. Like as a wink to Andy Warhol or just a... Blatant ripoff <laughs> of Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, so there were a lot of... Yeah, and then a lot of like celebrity images mm-hmm. that looked a lot like what Andy Warhol yeah. did. But And Terry what said, Shepard Fairey was doing. He did a lot of things that looked like Shepard Oh, right. Fairy. That Terry did a lot of things that everybody might did. have been a wink to <laughs> he, he Shepard Fairy <laughs> and to Banksy. And to everyone. And uh, Pollock. There's a Pollock. lot of Pollock in there. Oh, my there. God. He even a, did some uh, Pollock. Yeah, he pulled in the Pollock. So you're watching this documentary and you're like, oh, my God. His poor kids, his poor wife. He is, like, ruining his life mm-hmm. and theirs. Mm-hmm. He's going into debt for this. Yep. He's going to put on a show in L.A. Um, who is going to possibly show up to watch this guy? Mm-hmm. And then Terry said to Shepard Ferry, hey, will you put this on your, you know, social media? And then also ask Banksy. For a quote. Hey, can, for a quote. <laughs> and Banksy quote. is like, oh, what what could it, sure it could be it's harmless. I'll give him a quote. I've never seen his work. And the quote, what was the quote? Do we have the quote? Because the quote was hilarious. It was something like, um, I've never seen anything like Mr. Brainwash. Okay, here it is. So when Terry asked Banksy for a quote to mm. pu- to um what's the word? Advertise his show. Mm. Promote. Promote. That's the word. Hi. Uh, he said, Mr. Brainwash is a force of nature. He's a phenomenon. And I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was enough to put Mr. Brainwash on the map. Well, not just enough to put him on the map. The guy, Mr. Brainwash, went and blew this quote up to a billboard <laughs> size and was hanging it around Los Angeles. Right. 
<laughs> and then people were intrigued and were he's like, resourceful. oh my God. He is resourceful. He's got big, uh, I don't want to say balls, because we we're trying to make it through a podcast without talking about balls or penises or any sort of body parts. Anyway. Any body parts? Had we talked about body parts yet? I don't know. I'm just saying, are we trying to avoid talking about any body parts or do you just mean private? Oh, just like salacious things. Uh-huh. But we didn't make it. <laughs> But you didn't make it. You didn't make it. You can't do it. I can't do it. Um, But Tig. Yeah. I'm right here. He has this show. Yeah, no, I know. People are lining up. They're lining up around the block. Yeah, I saw it. They had to turn people away. And he ends up selling over a million dollars worth of his Almost a million. More than a million, according to my notes. Okay, well, in the documentary, it said almost a million. Well, you check your notes. I don't have any. It doesn't matter. Listen, 999999 Yeah. Don't you think that's a whole point of this documentary was, like, who's the smart one here? Terry? Crazy, crazy... Well, it was really interesting to see, um, you know, at the end to see Banksy and Shepard Fairey, everyone just being like, you know, Banksy saying, I always encourage everyone to do art. I always say everyone should do art. Yeah. And now he's like, do I tell people not to do art? (laughs) But what I find interesting, though, is and I see it in stand up and everything else, you know. People don't care if you're good or bad or you're copying somebody or you're derivative in some way unless there's money. Mm. That's when it becomes a problem. Mm, That's interesting. You're right. Yeah. Because if this guy was just somewhere. If he just tanked it and and did not make any money on this, it would be like they're. Or he was just running around town painting those things on a wall. It's like once this guy, because this guy is still successful. He's he has tens of millions of dollars. He did Madonna's album cover. (laughs) I I mean, insane. Yeah, and it's It's like crazy. Yeah, no, I know. There's an art installation that was in Beverly Hills. I don't know if it's still there, but Life is Beautiful, Mm -hmm. like in neon lights, and it's and it's cute. Oh, Life is beautiful. Guy. It's a cute. Um, but it's it's really interesting because what does that say about? Because you can see there's this they're a bit deflated, you know, Shepherd oh, Fairy and Banksy. I know. And and so then you can't help but wonder like about their message because <laughs> there's a lot of messaging in their art about money and right and uh, right and so this guy who is taking from and inspired by and derivative in such an egregious way is making bank they're both like yeah they're like oh i don't know what to say about that it took me years to do that and you did it in six months like what am i doing i mean it's the same thing you see it in acting or stand-up somebody yeah has a a set or um like a script that they've been working on for 10 years and somebody oh i just wrote it in two days yeah it's like oh really oh yeah yeah. and then it's like the number one film and yeah i know well art is also kind of strange to me Yes. Because I just don't understand how some pieces are worth $10 million and then something that looks very, very similar is worth zero. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, who decides on how much something's worth? Cheryl, I do not I'm, know. <laughs> Dig, you've got to know more about the art world than I do. How does it happen? I Like Andy Warhol, what? I mean, it's cheeky and fun and okay. Was I mean, he like innovative. the tomato the tomato can? I don't know. I always thought, oh, he's sort of commenting on Americana and this is what we've become and 
we're perfectly happy with a can of tomato soup that sits on your shelf. Is that what you got from it? Um, <laughs> is that would you look at that art? What do you? It's not it really my style. What's your style? I'm not saying it's my style. No, it sounds like you love Andy Warhol stuff. <laughs> well, I like Andy Warhol stuff. I yes. it's just not my. You're, that's not how you want to spend ten million dollars. No, no. One million dollars? No, Mm-mm. no. I enjoy Banksy's more. Yeah, and Shepherd Fairies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say more so Banksy than even Shepherd Fairy, but but I'm also not well versed enough to even no, be you're, uh, you're not you're talking really not. about anything, and and we all know that. <laughs> that's why we all tune in every week. <laughs> I mean, it's got to, there's, there's got to be, I don't know, who decides? I love my kids' artwork. I mean, I, that's sweet. I would love, and Stephanie's not into this idea, but I would oh love, boy. I don't, I don't like where this is headed. I would love, you're going to do an art show no, with your kids? No, no. I would, then you're going to charge $50,000. I would per- love to wallpaper their room with their art, like to use their art as wallpaper. That's what That's I would like to do. cute. But then like, I mean, listen, I don't want to be the negative Nelly. I'm just saying from my experience in life, you're they're going to wake up and be like, okay, that's when I was four and I'm five now and gross. Take it down because that's not who I am. Well, that's maybe <laughs> why maybe. Stephanie doesn't want to do it. And also, you don't need to be so rude to me about. I'm just saying. Um, maybe start with a small space. Okay, like the laundry room. We yes! Could do the laundry room. Yes, okay. laundry room. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's adorable. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that Stephanie would would let that happen. Well. Maybe the garage. Do an art show in the garage. By myself. <laughs> and try <laughs> and sell it friends. to Max and Finn. <laughs> By the way, when my daughter was like six, she did some artwork. Yeah. She wanted to sell it. Okay. And we lived on a very busy street that people weren't walking by. Like you would have to pull in uh-huh. and we had a gate. So nobody's just breezing by. Uh-huh. But we set it up in the driveway behind the gate. We said it's an art sale that we called the neighbors and said, can you please come over and buy a piece of art? <laughs> and they did. It was adorable. How much? I think it was like $5 maybe. Oh my god! It was yeah, it was big. What it was are big those, news. What are those pieces worth now? Do you suppose? Because <laughs> that's a lot. I, I hope they still have them. <laughs> I hope they still have those pieces. But it was cute. But yeah, do an art show. That's adorable. Yeah. Or or the wallpaper. I don't want to poo-poo your wallpaper. What I do is I collect their art. Yeah. And they each have a box. Stephanie got them each a box. Yes. And they're art goes into their boxes and then I sort through it and I keep little special ones. Yes. And then I send the rest yes. to my brother and my stepfather. Oh, that's cute. It's really hard to know what you're supposed to do with your kids' artwork. Right. Yeah, and like old, even old photos. I, I dated this doing. girl and she said that she would, <laughs> she would bring home art that she did at school and give it to her mother and her mother would say oh that's so that's so nice and then just throw it in the trash in front of (laughs) in front of her in front of her and she said same with like uh greeting cards like for her birthday her mother would just read it and and her mother was just very like um practical yeah i guess just like look why save it we know it's going to be thrown away for the happy birthday wishes Uh and in the trash it goes (laughs) Dinner will be ready in 10 minutes. I mean, I do get confused with what are you supposed to do with uh, Christmas cards? I appreciate it when people email a Christmas card. Oh, that's nice. You know? Because then, because I never know when to throw it away. and When to shred it. it. (laughs) What happens if your friend comes over? They're like, oh, my Christmas card is not up on your mantle? I mean, we do that at Christmas. We put the cards up on the mantle. Yeah, same. But But then like... December 26th. <laughs> it's shredded. See ya. <laughs> um, so anyway, oh, you know what's interesting about this? 
What? Please tell me. Banksy. Yeah. So the film that we just watched was a film that Banksy made with all the footage and it was his story. And they say that after the documentary was released, some speculated that it was on some level a prank by Banksy. That Wait, what was a prank? The whole film. And that Banksy got Terry to do the art show and he made money and it was all a mastermind of Banksy saying see how ridiculous people are is that what you got (laughs) gosh that would make more sense deep it's deep well hey Banksy hey if you're out there listening and we know you are call us in your (laughs) sexy weird voice (laughs) and tell us what happened (laughs) I had a lot of mixed feelings about this documentary Oh, I would like to hear them. I just, you know, taking it for face value and not considering, which I didn't really consider it being a big Banksy pranksy. Hello. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Spit take. (laughs) I couldn't swallow it. I couldn't swallow it. I took a sip right when you said that. You couldn't handle Banksy pranksy? Mm Mm-mm. It was so that is dumb rid- yet clever. Ridiculous. <laughs> I would have just shook my head at you and swallowed the water. I, I couldn't do it. I had to spit it back in my cup. Oh. Go ahead. I'm just like, who cares about this guy? Terry? Yeah. Right. Okay, but now look at the big picture. If it's Banksy doing it? Yeah, if it's Banksy saying, look, art is whatever you make it whatever the hype is Mm -hmm. that's how much it's worth Mm -hmm. just look at this right then i i like it and i wish i i were i was smarter you can watch it through through that lens again listen i wasn't thinking (laughs) but i was for you know face value i was very much like you were like okay i get enough of terry yeah i was like i don't get why it had to have been a banksy pranksy right it had to have been like doesn't Banksy strike you as a very smart person? Who, yeah. So for him to go through the trouble of making this documentary. Right. Must have been like. This all makes sense finally. <laughs> In this moment? Truly. Because the, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, why am I watching this? I mean, it's almost like if you were a huge fashion designer, you were a clothing designer, and you said to your friend, watch this. I'm going to make a t-shirt. I'm going to tell everybody this is the most amazing t-shirt. Somebody's going to buy this t-shirt for $200,000. And then you do it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, but it's still just a dollar. So I, I, I don't know. That's how I was. That's how I see it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I bet you're right. And I hope you're right. Anyway, Banksy, um, DM us. Let Slip us know what really. Slip it. <laughs> Are you ready for uh, final thoughts? Yep. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? No. Mm-mm. I like to think I'm emotionally stable. Um, Who were you attracted to? Although I think we should say it at the same time. I mean, there were very, it okay. was limited. All right. Okay, I'm going to say three, and then I'm going to, and then we'll say it at the same time in case we both cho- chose the same person. You ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Madonna. Shepherd Fairy. Oh, come Shepherd on. Fairy? Shepherd Fairy. No? He's so cute. Well, yeah, but I thought you were into Banksy. But Madon- well, I am. I only said I mean- Madonna as a curveball because it felt like another way to bring her into our podcast. <laughs> if you had a- the choice, but. Between doing Madonna or doing Shepherd <laughs> Shepherd Fairy, having an intimate moment, you would pick Madonna. Yes, but also there would just be something hilarious to be able to tell you. That- Guess what I did Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I did Tuesday night. Like I, if if I ever have the chance, which I don't think so. For many different reasons to be with yeah. Madonna. I want it to be on a Tuesday. Oh, on a Tuesday. I just, uh, Madonna's too typically Saturday night kind of. Right. Gal. 
Do you want to say, oh, my God, you want to hear what happened I want to swing night? by Madonna's place on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday night. Tuesday. And she's just see what happens. She's like all snuggly on the couch and like. <gasps> I like that Madonna's like got a comforter yeah. over her. A quilt. She's like, <laughs> a quilt. <laughs> And she's got a face mask on that's moisturizing her face. Yeah, and she wasn't expecting me. And no, and then you just pop in and uh, hey, hey girl, hey Madonna, Madonna, hey. 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 But I would say um, Banksy. But Banksy is, um, you know, that show uh, Married. What is it called? Married at First Sight or something? Married with Children. That is that is such an up to date reference. Yes, married with children is what we're Archie talking Bunker. about. Archie <laughs> Bunker. Um, no, there's a show where people get married before they even see. Oh, love is. <laughs> the show is called Love Is Blind. Okay. And you don't even get to see the person. And why do you do that? Is there money or something? I don't know. To be on TV. To be part of the social experiment. To be on TV. You don't get to see this person until you get married, until you're at the altar. Would you do that? No. That's, I mean, I'd go on a blind date. Have you ever been on a blind date? No. I guess there are no blind dates anymore because everybody has social media, right? I guess. I went on a blind date. This is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And the guy dressed up like, I mean, this was his normal outfit was like a um, Miami Vice. Don Johnson. Yeah, like Don Johnson, like he had a T-shirt mm-hmm. and a blazer with the sleeves rolled up, and then a match in matching pants. Was it Don Johnson? <laughs> His name was Don Johnson. And then we went to see comedy, and I think you see where this is headed. It was not cute because we got picked on by every comedian. When was this? Uh, this was nineteen oh two. Like no, this was like uh, two thousand or something, nineteen ninety nine. Wow! When was Miami Vice? Was that no idea? Nineteen eighty five or something? That sounds right. There's no way we can know this. There's no way. No way. We will ever know. No, we'll never know. Uh, Uh, But then, uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, so this is the question. Mm-hmm. Would you risk it with Banksy, not knowing what he looks like or sounds like, only going by the way he sits in a chair? Yeah. And his mind, his artwork. Yeah. Or would you play it safe with Shepard Perry? I mean, I guess this is a question to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so which is it? <laughs> Ah, uh, I'm going to go with Shepard. Really? Oh, you love him. I do. I do love him. Uh-huh. He's real cute. Have you met him? I have. Mm-hmm. I went to his birthday party. Anyway, I don't know why I was invited, a friend of a friend, but he was very sweet. And it was, as you would imagine, like in a big sort of warehouse. Mm-hmm. Not Are you getting fancy. a vibe from him? No, not at all. He's married. He's got a... Sweet well, I don't know when you were in at his birthday party. Not that long ago. Oh, okay. But no, don't start rumors. Listen. Rumor has it. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, that was exit through the gift shop. And um, we want to tell you that next week we'll be watching Murder on Middle Beach, which is available to watch on HBO Max. <gasps> I'm excited about this one. You love murders. I love murder. That's so Also, you can buy True Story merch at podswag.com slash true story. And let us know what new merch ideas that you have. Because you guys seem Mm -hmm. to be really into the merch. And thanks for telling your friends to listen to the show. Because once again, we're just as shocked as you are. Our numbers (laughs) keep going up. And um, also, yeah, I have an animated special on HBO. I have a book mm. called "I'm Just a Person." I have oh an old gosh. series on through Amazon. All of your stuff? One Mississippi, and I've started back at stand up at Largo mm. in Los Angeles, and I'll oh. have a tour to announce at some point. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I also have things to announce, Tig. Psst. 
The new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is about to come out. When? Uh, October. October what? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's a date. I don't know what it is. Well, the new season of Star Trek Discovery is coming out Mm. in November. I think November 18th. Okay. So we both have TV shows. We have stuff coming out. Do we, should we read a, some true fan mail yeah. before we go? Yeah. Okay. Sea Mouse. <laughs> Yeah. C Mouse emailed us to say, I listen to my favorite podcast while doing my daily Jillian Michaels Yoga Meltdown DVD. Oh, I didn't even know people still watch DVDs. Well. But I like it. I'm glad. Anyway, of course, Tig and Cheryl True Story tops that list. My downward dog caused the podcast to stop for the second time in a matter of minutes. So I shouted, hey, Siri, play Hail Satan. Much to my surprise and horror, a gut-wrenching, growling cacophony erupted in my ear canal, shouting, 666, hail Satan. I quickly shut off what I later discovered to be the lyrics for a song called Hail Satan. Not your podcast about the documentary, Hail Satan. It took some time (laughs) for my... (laughs) Are you having a hard time following this? Well, no, it sounds like they were trying to get... Our episode oh. to play and uh, death metal started. Oh, that makes sense. Um, it took some time for my chortling, 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 chortling. <laughs> what do you think it is? There's no chortling. way of knowing. <laughs> Just stop so I could tell my daughter why she had found her middle-aged mom snorting in a pool of sweat in a darkened <laughs> living room. <laughs> I'm still doubtful that she believes I was doing yoga instead of praising Satan. <laughs> I mean, imagine some kid walks in and the mom is just like blaring. And not only that, but yelling, play hail Satan. <laughs> just keeps yelling, yeah. hail the confusion, Satan. The confusion on the child's face. a sweaty mess. Ugh. It's like the day I walked in on my mother reading a book called, What on Earth Am I Doing Here? And I was like, <laughs> um... How about being my mother? (laughs) Oh, somebody told me, and I don't know if this is a joke, and probably it is. There was a book called How to Tell Your Spouse That You're Gay. And that's the title of the book. And you just leave it on your nightstand. (laughs) There's nothing. The book is about nothing. It's only a title page. Wait, is that real? I don't know. No way of knowing. Wait, who told you this? That's the funniest uh, thing. It's my friend, my friend named Paul, but I don't, I, I mean, we could look it up. And if it doesn't exist, we should do it immediately. Now that is so funny. Those kinds of books, I'm endlessly amused thinking of people buying them. <laughs> you know, if that book existed or just the people like, or something like how to tell your spouse you want a divorce yeah. and it's on the nightstand. Or, or just <laughs> like standing in line at a bookstore before there was Amazon and stuff of like how to make friends and not be such a loser. <laughs> you know, putting that book on the counter. How to get it together and stop from looking crazy. Or, or like how to finally move on from the person you're obsessed with and then you run into that person in line <laughs> at the bookstore. And they're like, how are you? And you're like, yeah. You've just got all the self-help yeah. books in your, yeah. It's not a good look, but, you know, they can be very helpful. Yeah. I'm not breaking news here. We know this. That's why they This is not me. a breaking news podcast. <laughs> you are not going to learn one new thing, although oh. I do think uh-huh. that we did our listeners a favor about letting them know about penguin penises and the lack thereof. Yes. That that was something that people did learn. And it was a joyful moment when <laughs> Thomas was frantically Googling <laughs> images of images penises <laughs> only to report back that oddly there's not a single penguin penis. We were so shocked. We were like, wow, there's not one picture. Not one person has uploaded a picture. In the of world pe- that has ever seen it. <laughs> Penguin penis, not one. <laughs> and then we realized, oh, yeah, because they don't have them. They don't have them. They just snuggle. Love makes the baby. 
And by the way, I still don't really understand it. But it's not, we, listen, we're talking about exit through the gift shop today. And we had a really nice, uh, that was really nice. Tick, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, thank you. <laughs> Should we do it again? Yes, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.